Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're watching this edition or listening to it if you're on one of the audio podcast platforms of Hypnosis Week Live. It's me again, Alex Williams Smith by birth, but better known to many of you in my stage name of Jonathan Royal. And yes, I am lucky enough to have this week two amazing guests, as you will see on screen if you're on the video channel, not one, but two for the price of one, so to speak. Uh, you may or may not have heard of them. It depends how long you've been involved in the industry. Um, but you're certainly going to know more about them by the end of this podcast. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome the creators of a, a process called 3D Mind and a whole bunch of other um, persuasion and also mind healing strategies and approaches uh, that you can find at their websites. The links will be below this video or audio podcast, but mainly the main one being essential hyphen skills.com but don't worry you don't need to spell it you can just click on it right below so please welcome to the show tom Vizzini and kim mcfarlane how are you doing guys doing great how are you doing all right thanks um despite the madness as we do this on the 14th of january 2021 happening around the world with all this uh-huh. virus malarkey and it interfering with people's lives but let's not dwell on negatives let's <laughs> that's not what we're here for um right. for those people who don't know you yet who've not had the pleasure of coming across your work can you both tell me a little bit about how you both, your journey to where you are now? Because there was a time when you weren't involved in these things. Oh, you want me to remember back in my 20s? Yeah. Oh, no. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, crap. Okay. So introduced to NLP right after college in around 19. Oh, geez, I'm going to show sorry. my age. A long time ago in a bat line far, far away um, called Los Angeles. And um, then I just really fell in love at first with the therapeutic side of things. And then because I needed some therapy, maybe. And then, I mean, so. so I mean, and made some progress and then really started to get involved in the persuasive side of things, right? After mm-hmm. a year or two. I had friends in the industry. And then around 1997, I met this joker. I was already considering going into like into the field and coming up with ideas. And we kind of, we met and kind of meshed, right? We started talking and we both realized where there were places we could add and how things, and what wasn't being taught a whole lot. Because believe it or not, back then, persuasion was not a huge focus. No. Right. So we kind of went a little self-help, a little um, persuasion. We did a lot of self-help. We had 3D Mind, of course, came around 1998, 99. And it took, you know, honestly, for any good process, it takes five, 10 years to flesh it out and make it work smoothly and incredibly well. And then it takes another five to 10 years to refine it. Right. And keep adding and adding as we change our processes all the time, every month, every seminar. And it's interesting to see that we don't see it, but our clients do see it more than we do. Um, And so now what our real focus is today is we focus primarily on persuasion, Mm -hmm. say a lot of sales, because we have a lot of salespeople as clients Mm -hmm. and we still do self-help to help people who are in really bad positions and with real big, really big problems. But 
our primary focus in self-help today is using action-based change as helping people get to where they want to be in life, the roadblocks that stop us from making the decisions we want, making the moves we want to make, and even using our material that we teach on the persuasive side. So, and we found that if you use action-based change and the 3D mind in that situation, then people actually move a lot faster and get better changes because they're not just sitting there wallowing, thinking about it and the rational parts of their brain, why they're messed up. So it's kind of, it's a very interesting place that we finally come to after mm -hmm. all this time as our business has changed so much through the years. How about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, so that's Kim, but you, Tom, how did you end up getting involved? How did you follow that? Now, I mean, I, I started, easily, like, pretty easily. Huh? Pretty easily you follow yeah, okay. that. I started like, you know, in my, you know, 20s, you know, learned, you know, hypnosis and uh, was going through self-help stuff, went through all kinds of a dark crap that didn't actually work, but sounded really good on paper. Uh, <clears throat> Started training in, in, in NLP, did that for several mm -hmm. years and um, stuff like that. And, and, you know, while, you know, the therapeutic stuff was interesting, mm -hmm. things like anchoring, okay, it was like, you know, how can I go use this in the real world? Yeah. So I had this bar I hung out at and I just started, you know, anchoring waitresses and customers and seeing what worked and what didn't and what really didn't work. Yeah. Uh, anchoring yeah. really is like our clients love anchoring. Oh yeah. That's our, pri that's our primary focus in persuasion, anchoring and rapport, but anchoring is like so sneaky. Mm -hmm. People love it. Well, you know, it, it was like, so we started like focusing on real world mm -hmm. outside of the therapeutic office mm -hmm. reality or outside of the seminar reality. Cause you know, seminars, a lot of stuff, I don't know if you've been, I don't know how many seminars you've been to, but uh, probably a billion. But you yeah. know, inside, yeah. inside of the, the seminar reality, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, things seem to work so smoothly when you have a yeah. highly compliant audience and everybody who's playing along. Okay. Yeah, right. And I, I don't mean playing along like they're intentionally, but, you know. But they know what's happening and they're expecting it. So yeah. it's a different response. And if an elicitation is a little bit, not like anything you'd say in the real world, it's okay, right? Yeah. But in the real world, it, 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 so while anchoring is, the mechanics of it are relatively simple, although we've altered them quite a lot. Um, the way we do it is a little diff, bit different. Um, then it, the application of it is an art form. Mm -hmm. And to teach that to somebody mm -hmm. so they can smoothly go into life and start using this skill yeah. is something else and that's where we've had actually put a lot had to put a lot of focus so there i was sitting in a bar <laughs> you like that bar part right you like that bar part too much <laughs> I, like real life. I like getting out in the world and yeah. seeing what works he okay? misses pubs he misses pubs <laughs> i miss going to england i love pubs yeah in england. I mean, every time we do do a thing in london it's like the shut at the moment i know roll shut with this lockdown like, not a pub england's just a little floaty island with people who talk funny. No, just, <laughs> oh, that's going to get me in trouble. But, I mean, you know, so, you know, that kind of stuff. And then we kind of applied that to, uh, you know, we were looking at what was going on in the, the personal change thing. Mm -hmm. And when we started coming up with the 3D mind and how, how, how could we make this easier? It's like, I'm, I'll look at something, I'll start ripping stuff out of it. We do both do. And just seeing how little has to be there yeah. and have it still work. Okay. I mean, one thing we found with creating processes is 
first they get very complex as you add and add and add and add and test and test and test and test and test because we're always trying something new. Mm -hmm. And then they start to, and then you start to rip things out to make them streamline. It's like the yeah. brain works actually. Add a lot of neurons, take a lot, a lot of neurons. But anyway, so you add a lot, then you take out a lot to make it smooth. Yeah. And it just, and because the thing is, while we're willing to do the complex things, you guys don't want to, right? I no, mean, people, real, real people want to come to a seminar. They want to come to a seminar and go home and use it. And that's our goal is to have a skill which we can teach in a seminar and have someone use the first day that they learn it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we've made it, tried to make it smooth, easy, streamlined, and systematic. Yeah. That's so. what's funny because, like, even with the 3D mind, we started very, well, we started very, very simple. Yeah. Um, it got very complex. Then it got really, really, in 2006, 7, it just got really, it was so mm -hmm. complex that no, nobody would use it. Well, they used some wood, but yeah, it was just, but most it, people were like, it was oh. a little cumbersome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now we just started ripping it back down to the simple, most basic parts. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like people are making changes in minutes instead of months. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, made, it's made a big difference, but that's through that process of ripping stuff out. Even with the 3D mind, we want to make sure that it was something different that wasn't like NLP and it wasn't like hypnosis yeah. and, you know, and we're and both, all those things yeah. are great. For those that haven't encountered 3D mind, those people watching and listening who, who might already rate the therapy but want more tools for the toolkit and who don't actually know what 3D mind is, can you give them a brief yeah. rough idea? I mean, because I would sum up certain key elements of it as being finding what the triggers of their yeah. problem are the ones that affect them most, removing them, and obviously replacing with empowering. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, to an extent, yeah, and that's, and it's. I know there's more to it than that, but I want you to part. explain. Yeah, well, the way we describe it is a little more like, um, you take, you do find the problem state, right? Yeah. And break it down into the emotions. That may, because we think of things very simply because our minds do like to simplify. And like, if you're angry, you think you're angry, right? But really it's a combination of different emotions because every kind of anger is not the same. So you break it down into parts like angry, frustrated, um, irritated, and you find a resource state, which is a good state, but you actually combine each emotion of the two parts together. Mm -hmm. And it, it's funny, we used to have a um, colleague um, who was a, a doctor and a brain researcher, and he explained to us how it affects the neural pathways and that by combining them, you actually interrupt the neural pathway that the original trigger, reactive trigger Let me hit. That. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, you know, a couple of yeah. basics. Um, <clears throat> The way we use the 3D mind is not to actually address problems that mm. are like, you know, my mother treated me bad, the dog bit my test. Well, that's Whatever true. Know, okay. It's like, we don't give a shit about that. All right. So the past is the past. It's like, yeah. We, it's a very present day focused thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to go from point A to point B. Okay. This, that's an A, just in case. All right. Yeah, I can tell. Point A to point B. All right. What we do is we work on what is the obstruction that's stopping mm -hmm. you to get from point A to point B. This was very present day. So if I want to, uh, I don't know, if I want to go get better at 
mm-hmm. talking to people. All right. You know, a lot of people are, you know, want to be more social. They want to go out and meet people. They want to see things. Okay. Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Tomorrow. A mask yeah. and a body condom. No. So <laughs> is that wrong? A little. Okay. I'm wrong. All right. So, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. So you work on, mm-hmm. uh, okay, what is this? And what this is, is not, I'm X kind of person. So it used to be. Um, beliefs. Yeah, it was beliefs, but it yeah. used to be like, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to add mm. basically a truckload of good. Yeah. Okay. And try to overpower the bad and blow it out. Okay. The problem with that is, is what we found. And even when we were talking to the, uh, the Dr. Ken and buddy ours, um, that uh, the bad takes no effort to exist. So no matter how much good you add to it, you have to constantly be re-pumping yourself up and re-adding good to get yourself through this obstacle right here, all right? There's no amount of sweetness you can add to something to where it just completely disappears. And that's very tiring and it never becomes instant. It never becomes the path you take. You always have to force your way through it if you do so, it that way. So Ken, we actually met Ken and we were at like another seminar. In you know, New York. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Where, so we're sitting there and, and uh, we get this guy who we don't know comes walking up to us. Oh, let me explain to you why 3D mind works. And, like, and it happened all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, okay, okay. We'll and have like lunch. Another of a thousand guys come yeah. want to tell me something that I don't know. All right. It's like, thanks. You know, it's, I always get educated <laughs> at seminars that I don't want. So anyway, it's the seminar I want, the education, not so much. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So finally, after like, you know, three days of this guy just harassing us. So we go to this little Ethiopian restaurant and he just sketches out a, a, a model of the brain mm-hmm. on a napkin. I think okay? we still have that napkin. Huh? I think we still have that napkin somewhere. That's interesting. Somewhere. I have it in my file. So, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, you know, we were in New York and then we were flying over to London to, mm-hmm. you know, to do a training there. And I couldn't sleep the whole way. This guy had just blown my mm-hmm. mind. So let me tell you what, he, let me show you what he showed us in a very simplistic way. Okay. Uh, behaviorally, the brain is broken into like two parts. <laughs> All right. You've got the creative adaptive part here and kind of in the center of the brain. That's actually the outside of the brain and the center of the brain that is just very, very reactive. The reptilian brain and there's actually like a little what he calls the jelly layer there that the input goes into and things either get pushed up to the creative adaptive part of the brain or they get pushed down to the reactive part of the brain and the problem where people run into problems is there's no up everything just pushes down into the reactive part of the brain yeah. and generates what we call a bucket load of stupid. Okay. <laughs> All right. And it just, you know, this becomes an instantaneous reaction. Right. You don't even. <clears throat> there's no thinking, there's no logic, there's no creativity. There's no, you can't think about what you're going to do when you're having this kind of reaction, when the neural pathway works in this way. Yeah. So it's like, it's a really, really, you know, I'm sorry, I'm geeking out on you, but I really, really like it. We're really holding back. We're holding back on the geeking out though. (laughs) I haven't got it into like brain juice since my technical term now. Yeah. So, so basically, and and the way this happens is um, you have something happen that is like novel. Emotional. And emotional. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and that generates acetylcholine. Okay. I did it. I'm going brain geek. All right. And creates instantaneous connections. All right. right. 
and it can go in both directions. But the problem is, is when, when you run into problems that are repetitive, like, uh, uh, you know, the first time, uh, the, the, the example Ken uses is first time you get up in front of a room full of people do mm -hmm. public speaking and it goes really, really horribly and you, you, you know, you really feel bad. Yeah. And every, every input that happens there becomes bad. So you don't want to do it twice. Right. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the insidious part of this is this whole process, okay, through time becomes more sensitive. Okay, so it's like if you break a window on a building and the alarm goes off. Okay, the brain is very lazy and, you know, they say efficient, but I'm going to go with lazy. All right, then you go and you bang on the window and the alarm goes off. Then you go back and look at the window and the alarm goes off. And pretty soon you walk by the building and the alarm goes off. And pretty soon you just avoid that building. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that that happens in what we call the, the brain model for us is that you know this the the uh creative adaptive part of the brain mm -hmm. that solves problems is not totally disengaged at this point mm -hmm. you basically see building pee yourself and run may or may not pee yourself but you will run okay <laughs> this is going badly already it's making me right. smile and people learn better when they smile and they relax. Well, it's got an adorable smile. It's, you know, you're hugging. Oh, no. So anyway, so through time, this becomes more and more sensitized and more instantaneous. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, it's basically that see tiger run. Yeah. If you see the tiger and contemplate what you're going to do, a lot of times you end up at what we call dinner. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're seeing a lot of that nowadays, like talking about the tigers. He told us this, what, 15 years ago? I don't know. Right. 10, 15 years I, ago. But it's like, I'm not that old. He is 20. He's only 20. He started when he was five. He's a prodigy. He's a prodigy. I'm 29 but... years old and had a really hard life. I mean, really hard. <laughs> but okay. Where, where was I? Where was I in my head? I don't know. I, I, I think I got sidetracked a second. But I mean, it, it, it is so important to surviving back when we had real dangers in the world. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, now we have some real dangers, but not ones that are yeah. instantaneously going to knock you out. Like back then, mm -hmm. we're afraid of talking to people. We're afraid of getting fired. We're afraid of looking stupid in front of people. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of speaking in front of nothing that'll kill you. Nothing know. that'll maim you. Nothing that will physically do anything to you. And we're terrified as, a, as most yeah. societies are I mean, terrified. Yeah. How triggers the I'm going to die. Yeah. You know, trigger. It makes and people, people stop. Like panic and blah, blah, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So this idea that the, the miscommunication or the lack of communication between yeah. these two parts of the brain, because these part of the brain, the parts of the brain, these connections are very isolated. They're basically in, out, boom, fear, boom, in, out. So, it's so like in, a, react, just, yeah. and no thought in the, in the middle. Now what generates the problem is that these three things, whoever it is for every individual, these are the driving emotions that generate the problem, okay? As long as those things exist, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many good anchors you have, how many motivational posters you have laying around, how many dancing girls are on stage. It doesn't matter what good feelings you add to it. It's always there. 
as soon as you get mm-hmm. tired of doing the super positivity stuff, yeah, you're going to crash right into it again. And we've all done that. Had the super positivity, been able to do something, been thrilled about it. And then a week later, we're back where we were. And we could call that New Year's resolution. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Damn. To, you know, That's cold, Tom. It's New Year's right now. I know. You know. Sometimes I actually know what I'm saying. Are you sure? I really don't. <laughs> That's just, just cold. Uh, okay, so <laughs> all of this mind vomit I'm throwing out here, okay? So Mind vomit, okay. All right, so now the answer was to re-engage the creative adaptive part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And that is done by what we call finding a resource state. Resource states are generally not positive, overwhelming, yummy, great states. It could be, mm, this coffee's good. It could be that dog has three legs. It could be, you know... The net, uh, the best. Somebody said something smart and yeah. not really that smart. So <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything. The so, best resource states are novel. Yeah, but yeah. they're very novel and mm-hmm. emotional. So resource states re-engage. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's out here. So resource states have, have the same thing. They have a recipe. It's like you have a recipe for you're screwed up at this. And there's a recipe for when you're, you know, in the flow state, when you're focused, mm-hmm. when you're creative, when you can solve problems. Okay. Um, now, interestingly, if you're disconnected in either direction, you have a problem because right. this is essential because that part of the brain generates movement without yeah. emotion. There's no movement. And people that get uh, emotionally isolated, they don't want to feel anything. Mm-hmm. They live up here. They're like, they create stories for themselves about why their screwed up life is so normal and it's justified. And, you know, they'll, they'll do things like they'll create business plans and never do anything with mm-hmm. it. They'll mental know, masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. A lot so, of that. You know, and it's like, you know, and it's, it's called the story. People t- who just yeah. like make plans, you know, and then you know, it's like, they have a stack of shit that they never actually got to. Yeah. But they're great. The plans are wonderful. Yeah. But because there was no emotion attached to it, they never took action. So this, this disconnect, can screw up in both. Well, ways. and generally that results from having problems here. Yeah. But that's a longer story. Yeah. This, this is actually we're yeah. just like the simple, simple one hour. Eventually program. people, instead of getting here, just get to here sometimes when they just don't do anything. That's what happens when, when you, when, when you just yeah. keep piling really wonderful emotions on here, it actually shunts you up here to the, I feel really great, but I'm not going to do shit. Okay. That doesn't help. That doesn't help anybody other than being able to sit around in your house, vegetating, feeling good about yourself. Um, <laughs> not a life, not good. So anyway, <laughs> not for me. So when we go for a, it is not a life. You're right. <laughs> depending on what's on. So anyway, <laughs> so, so the interesting part about the outside of the brain is that it's very, very interconnect, interconnected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every part of that brain fires off every other part of that brain. Okay. Here where it's very isolated, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fear, anger, humiliation. Those are great. If you really want to screw anybody up, yeah. those three. All right. I mean, he's talking about out here where yeah. thinking, logic, ideas, creativity, mm-hmm. there's something called the broccoli effect where all the parts, the parts connect. So when you can get to here, that's where you can create change and move and generalize changes out. So mm-hmm. one small, so one change is not, um, just a, it's not a change, one isolated change, it actually continues to grow. It's kind of interesting so when you start looking at it. On a knock on effect. Yeah. Knock on effect. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, and it doesn't mean you won't ever have problems again. It means that you've cleared up that little spot. But, yeah. So, so when you have a resource, okay, and that also has basically what we call drivers, but that resource also has like several reference points on the brain, mm -hmm. okay? And that, you know, those three things are the core of whatever that resource is. There may be like a billion other emotions mm -hmm. there at the same time, but these are like the primaries, like, you know, uh, free, fulfilled, curious, uh, you know, humor. I always like but, surprise. So, yeah, yeah, but you know, but they don't. But good surprise, like, yeah. wow, but it that's interesting. But anything, yeah. you're super emotionally mm -hmm. wonderful, no. best day of your life. Mm -hmm. you know, Actually, we go away that. from those kinds because one, they're polluted in a way because, well, best day, we've reimagined it so many times that it's no longer, every time you remember something, you change it, right? Yeah. And the second thing is it's something you do habitually. We generally want an instance for the resource, not one time something happened. Mm -hmm. So if it's something you do all the time, a lot of times people kind of muddy it up and don't make the, get, don't get the states and don't make as good of a change. Mm -hmm. So, and they're not as novel. They're happening all the time. It's not novel. So a lot of times it's something, yeah. you see something bizarre or interesting or something happens that surprises you and it's a good surprise. And those are great resources. That's when I get the best changes. Let me give you an example. So and we still use this all the time ourselves. Yeah. If I had a problem, check out my mm -hmm. problem still. But, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> what? Who said that? No, no, it no. wasn't me. I would never say that to him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah. sitting out behind the house, all right? Um, we had to go out to one of our properties today. So I'm sitting there yeah. and I'm loading up uh, mm -hmm. our, our, our bum around truck. And we have a couple of horses. We have a couple of goats, a dog, a pig, and me. So we're full of animals here, all right? They're all so pets. I'm sitting out there and I <laughs> nice. open the door up. This is like at eight o'clock in the morning and I crank up the radio. And uh, I look out, you can see this, I've got a video of this on my Facebook, uh, Facebook page, but um, the horse, like one horse is sitting there, the other horse starts rolling back and forth. At the same time, Sweet Home Alabama is blaring out of the truck radio. And I'm feeling like the biggest redneck on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my pickup truck, my horse, my pig, my goat. Oh, wait, no, where we live. You have a lot of competition, know, buddy. We, we actually moved from a really um, kind of posh area, like where people were. It was, it's a huge growing area, lots of, it's, and we were like, we're done with the traffic. We're done with the people. We bought mm -hmm. land. Yeah. And we left, like mm -hmm. only 20 minutes away, but still we left. And we're like, we love it. So yeah. there you go. So there's anyway, the backstory. So I'm sitting there, in that moment, <laughs> I'm thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing going on. I have to video. But I mean, you just look at it and it's like, uh, it reminded me like of so many things that, that like were really kind of, you know, this was ridiculous. This is funny. You know, it reminded me of actually uh, a buddy of ours in, in London. We had a seminar there. He brought a guitar and so we're outside of a pub, maybe mildly indulging in adult beverages, maybe majorly adulting, maybe really, anyway, swinging or say swinging. Swinging what? Yeah, Swinging from the chandeliers. I don't know. Um, but singing Sweet Home Alabama at the top of our lungs, right in the middle of like, you know, at 10 o'clock at night in front of a pub in, you know, down, downtown London. Um, yeah. But it's like all these kind of good feelings came up and these are like out here. Yeah. Now, the trick is this, all right? Because <clears throat> the early version of, of the 3D mind was here it is, rip one out, 
throw magic dust in it, put it back, it changes mm -hmm. everything. But since we learned how to do this, we understood because the same guy, Dr. Kenji Frey, who helped us out, all right, uh, Harvard, John Hopkins, super. Yeah, he's ridiculous. super smart. If you ever want to speak, really feel stupid, go talk. Oh, to I him. love talking to him. Yeah, me not so much. So I, so, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, no, so. He's so, super fun so to talk to. So when we started doing resources, uh. Kim's like, hey, let's, let's, instead of just throwing pretty stuff at it, let's find really good things in it. So, you know. Okay, we run into this guy again at a seminar. And at like first we're doing it. years later. But we're doing it from the same part of your life at first. And then yeah. I'm like, why don't we just use any good resource? Why does that have to be from mm -hmm. the same part of your life? Wouldn't it work with anything? Mm -hmm. And we, of course, the, here's, a, here's the beauty of creating together. Epic battles of where to go with the process. And of course, I fought and lost. This time, but he has won before. He has totally, won. He totally. has absolutely won on other things. But it's just so funny because it actually helps the creative process and helps the growth of everything we do because we're both creative and we're both passionate. We're both motivated. So it just, it really, it works well for us together. And so we get to Dr. Ken and he, I said, well, why can't we do this? And Tom's like, we can't do this. And he goes, oh, that's brilliant. You can do that. And here's why. Let me explain to you because you increase the broccoli effect. You increase the connections. Yeah. You actually bring in another part of your life to connect with that part of your life on the, that, on the outside of your brain. And it's going to actually make the change more interesting. It's going to give you more choices and it's going to generalize it out better. And we're like, yes. So it's really actually, it was invaluable having him around to help us because just his, his explanation of how it works in the brain really helped us to cut off a lot of paths that would not have been fruitful and go in the directions that have worked so well. Mm -hmm. So I really, we really do appreciate that from so our interaction this, with him. When these three awesome. things get lit up, when you combine one of these with one of these, yeah. okay, it lights up huge portions of the brain. Yeah. Instead of just like that isolated, I'm gonna change in this one context. Mm -hmm. So what was happening is, is that when like this one thing changed, it would connect to other parts of the life, the life, people's lives. And then, you know, you'd end up with this kind of what we call the cascade effect. And yeah. huge pieces of people's lives would unexpectedly, Yeah. he's like, oh, I worked on like, procrastination and, you know, I did that better. But on the other hand, you know, I'm playing the guitar more, I'm, yeah. I'm going out more, I'm exercising more. And, and the, the basics of this is it's like, uh, and how we, our definition of how, success is okay like mm -hmm. what, what is you know yeah what is a good change and what is like mm -hmm. you know basically crap go do it again um is that you know before when you had oops sorry I'm, when you had this reactive response you had this like one choice yeah this was your reaction to everything it happened every time it was predictable that one thing changed mm -hmm. okay for us, success was not eliminating that choice. Right. Well, someday tigers show up, want to eat you, you still run. won't run. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a big thing. It's true. Get the hell out of here. All right. But what happens is on top of that, there are like four or five or six other choices out here that occur. So that this choice, you know, now now you've got this choice, you've got this choice, you've got this choice, you've got that choice. You're not, you're not trapped by that one right. choice anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hey, running away is always still an option. Because if you take that option away, you really could freak people out. 
but well, I mean, it, <laughs> which yeah. is fun. Yeah, but and that's how classic change. Wor- okay. That's how most change processes work is by cutting off that option, mm-hmm. and then people just find a new way down. That's yeah. why people cross addict. It's a, why you cut off alcohol as an option and they smoke, or they awesome. cut off cigarettes and they eat. It's where I mean that it's, it's that's mm-hmm. a classic example of it, yeah. where you cut Symptom off an option. Substitution. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Symptom substitution. I still can't hear, but that's okay. (laughs) I understand what you, yeah. And so, but, and the thing is cutting off one option doesn't make the change. It just takes you to another problem. Now you're trapped with one other option. Yeah. Okay. And if that option in some way, that's why change can be, the change becomes very fragile because in any situation where that option is no longer an option, people totally freak out. Yeah. They don't know what to do. A lot of times they revert in. They revert or go to something else that can be just as unhealthy. Now, interestingly, because we're inherently evil, when it comes to anchoring, we want to do the exact opposite thing. <laughs> we want to generate an emotional response to yeah. generate the one action that we want them to have. Mm-hmm. And we do not want them thinking about it. <laughs> But, okay, and this is, I mean, we're not saying that we don't want people to make good decisions. We do. But oh, the yeah, thing yeah. is, if you do this in people fashion, make fashion. decisions emotionally. If they just do. You can't get past it. People make decisions emotionally. Yes, logic plays in. You're not going to do something that's completely horrible for you. But if you don't get people to feel the emotion and have the reaction then you're not going to be persuasive and you're not going to do all with anchoring, right? And this can be in your therapeutic process. It can be in the real world. It can be in sales. It can be talking to people. It can be working with your kids to get them to expand their lives. We have a lot of people use this stuff with their kids to enhance their lives. So you sit there and if you get the emotion and the reaction, the logic comes next, but they do it for themselves. And that's the thing. Yeah. Then you apply the logic to to a decision that they've already emotionally made. Okay, rather than, you know, most people in persuasion sit there and talk your ear off. Yeah. They just, let me give you the 27 logical reasons why you should do this. Or why don't we make a list of pros and cons and then just do what the hell we want. But if you don't have a reaction, if you don't have the emotion, and if you, then generally the logic's going to fall on deaf ears, right? Or it might work one time in a million, or you can have a three or four hour sales call as opposed to a half hour sales call, which is what we found we were able to do with clients, with their sales processes. And it's, and if someone makes an emotional decision and wants to do it, if they feel motivated, if they like the direction, if you've anchored them and given them that, then they will supply the logic as well mm-hmm. to why they want to do it. I mean, let's be honest. Okay, nobody likes to necessarily be sold. But if someone's there, they're looking to buy something. Yeah. Right? And if you're a good salesperson who sells a good product and does a good job and builds client relationships and wants to keep a long-term relationship, and if you're a good salesperson, you can do all that because you have choice. You're not desperate to get that next sale then you're doing the client a favor. They're going to buy something. It's better if they buy a product that works for them that you will back up and and work with someone who doesn't lie to them, right? Which you don't need to. So we always look at sales from the relationship building point of view and persuasion from Mm -hmm. the relationship point of view and from 
build and from building a way to make good decisions with your client. Get, uh, sorry, mm -hmm. I got a little, right. <laughs> I got a little. So and getting the, you not because I know sales, blah blah blah. But okay, do you want me to do that? No, okay, you're sorry, <laughs> I don't know. Seeing the the static there just confused me for a second. So that is the bent we take on it when we talk about persuasion and the ability to do that with your clients and other people in your life. And it's really, it's fantastic, honestly, to help people improve their lives and help their clients. It's our goal. Mm -hmm. So largely, <laughs> I know, largely for, for, from what you said there, for people watching, listening, who maybe are just hypnotherapist and haven't done any NLP training of any kind if they're old style mm -hmm. authoritarian hypnotherapist shall we say then they may not consciously have encountered things like anchoring and yeah triggering different states and stuff but right. I, I know from having looked at 3d man a large large part of it is anchoring and state management and change and the linking thereof, as you've just explained. So those are the two main areas you would suggest that people, you know, well, obviously the obvious thing they should do if they want to look into this more is go to the link below this video or audio podcast. Right. Or Persuasion Codes on Facebook, which is our active group where there's lots of information and it's free to join. There's and We have a lot of our clients on there. Making a note there. It's a, it's a pretty good group. Persuasion codes on, on Facebook. Is, I will is book the link to that as well. I will find it and book the link to that below the video and audio right. podcast as well. So, yeah, we do. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we do. And, but, and the funny, but our whole thing is making all the things we teach work together to mm -hmm. toward a goal. So uh, anchoring is fantastic. And it is putting the punctuation on your persuasion, right? Mm -hmm. It's you set and, set and fire anchors, set and fire triggers, right? And it's very, very useful, but you also have to have the rapport side to back it up. Okay, so we also deal with, we teach rapport, we don't do mirroring and matching. It's completely different from anything I've seen in NLP. Um, we stopped mirroring and matching a long time ago. I mean, it is a natural result of rapport and it has, and it can be effective, but we add, we do it very differently. And we do work with people sell, with processes, mm -hmm. sales processes, like the structure of how to talk to people, the structure mm -hmm. of a sale, the structure of, and we also teach anchoring and rapport on video and in writing. And also, so, you know, if people are really interested in the 3D mind and mm -hmm. learning it, uh, yeah. on essential-skills.com, we actually have the product online and it's That's like true. eight short little videos that you can go through and i think we're stupid like, uh, like 99 bucks or something kind of yeah like, i forget what it is. Uh, okay. but, you know yeah. but that's uh, actually reduced in price that hasn't it yeah so. we well we just have a, long, a while back we got rid of the old product and this is like 3d mind light i think we call it or yeah. it's, basically we yeah. made it so much easier yeah you could sit down and probably learn mm -hmm. it in a very short period of time right. Uh, you know, practice some stuff, and then of course we have a Facebook group yeah. that supports that. And the but thing about the Facebook group is it helps. Facebook group for everything. We now. do, but uh, and the thing about the three. Not a goat Facebook group. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. I like my goats. They're cute. They're sweet. Goats are uh, pets. 
<laughs> uh, so um, anyway, but the, um, and the thing is with the 3D mind, it's great. I mean, it teaches you the process. And then again, where the support comes in is on a group. If you're having trouble figuring out what, how to deal with the problem, what the drivers are, where mm -hmm. you're stuck, that's where that comes in with yeah, us uh, and other people who have used it extensively. Yeah. And it's a private group. Mm -hmm. you know, so, it's, really, it's really funny because the original design of yeah. the 3D mind was to help people with problems of yeah. phobias and stuff like that. And we've kind of, you know, that's still there. And the way we're using it and, and the persuasion stuff mm -hmm. is, you know, you know, enhancing mindset. You know, anytime I see somebody and say, well, you need to have this mindset to, to do that. But they don't tell you how to get that mindset or how to remove the blocks that are getting in between right. you mm. and the mindset you want. Right. They just tell you what mindset you should have, which is what I call useless. That's like telling somebody who's on fire that they just need to be less on fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or someone drowning that, you know, Hey, you know, the thing is you just need to swim better and without teaching right. them how to swim. And lastly, I mean, one thing I forgot that and that we do oh, have no. involved in the core or what, well, when we do a seminar is the mindsets, we've mapped out some good mindsets and a way to get there mm -hmm. uh, for using the skills we teach, dealing with people learning. I mean, we're both like gracious learners i'd say right i mean no, every day reading are. reading something learning something new in all different fields just because just because it's interesting and so it's so that is another part of our course which is kind of interesting we forget about it sometimes but then a client will bring it up and say i was looking at your model and wow i didn't even think of that and that's for, that's an interesting part of the course as well mm -hmm. to me at least <laughs> So, so we talked your ear off completely and your ear just like falling. Well, you've got no viewers and listeners now. I've got a, an, an embryo of an idea of 3D mind. I would encourage people to obviously go to the link below this video and oh, yeah. join the group. And also, um, look, especially at the moment, January 2021, when we're doing this, um, you may be hearing about it later or maybe, and then things might be back to normal. But at the minute, you've probably got a fair bit more time on your hands when you're stuck at home than would perhaps be desirable and what better way to fill that time than to learn something you can use in so many mm -hmm. positive ways yeah. in your another, another it never hurts to learn another tool no really it doesn't you know, especially right now everybody's freaking out and running, running circles we don't have that um video up on the coronavirus do we it's not available the one we did earlier in the year the live cast Oh yeah, yeah. Then, that was pretty good. That just, yeah. but that you that gave it, it. That was a talk where we early on we talked about dealing with it, but without actually using any of the skills because it was for anybody. Yeah. So we actually gave a lot of um, tricks and strategies to deal with it and deal with other people during this without having to know anchoring or three D mind even. Yeah, stress makes people stupid. Yes, it does. Actually, it really technically does. You, <laughs> I mean, was, that, was that Facebook where you yeah. did that? I don't know where it is right now. Do you know uh, where that it's is? On, uh, it's on the uh, Persuasion Code. Is it? Um, somewhere. Okay. I'll dig it up. If I can't, okay. if I... If well, I, if people join the group, people join the group and then use the search box. Yeah. And then if they use the search box in the group, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. they yeah. should find it. Cool. Yeah. So what does the future... What does yeah, the future hold for you guys then? What 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 have you got planned for the future? I don't know because it no the, you know what the last year we had a lot of plans in totally 20, 2019 yeah. we had a ton of plans we had a lot of stuff going on at the end of the year at the beginning of the year, and 
then we didn't because nobody did. Yeah, we had, um, we had a seminar planned for June, then it went to August, then we finally had it in November. We had to cut the number of people down in half and give everybody their own table and make yeah. it like, you know. Yeah, it was, we, we were, we, yes. And it was in an area that obviously wasn't a hot you know, spot. We did have like a, an online portion. I don't know. I think. And we had London planned. We had another trip over to Europe, two trips to Europe. It was a, going to be a year, but hopefully we'll actually revisit those plans from this year. Once mm -hmm. the world gets moving again, because we've been being careful mm -hmm. too, you know, I mean. Well, we got a 13 acre playground. We don't actually have to leave here. <laughs> I mean, we've been delving into learning new things, interacting with people online. I talk to my, I don't see my family anymore because there's, I can't see my parents. So mm -hmm. we've been doing Zoom and, you know, in, it's like everybody else has been. So the future holds, I don't know. I mean, I think the future will be a little different because it was still focused on live last year and it mm -hmm. still will be next year, Somewhere. but maybe adding another element of, you know, the online, online learning maybe. because or the and on and and communicating online because mm -hmm. it's really important to one be able to do so two use the skills online and three be comfortable doing it because so many people are still like hi i'm on zoom oh crap yeah. it's like being in front of a room to them right yeah so totally there's nothing worse than a first-time zoomer <laughs> okay <laughs> The other, the, the flip side is, of course, also that as people have been forced over the past year to kind of be at home more and, and do things yeah. online, that they've realised eventually through a lot of channels that it is possible to learn yeah. these things live online. And it's almost, oh, yeah. almost, not quite the same, but almost like being in the room, but without the cost of hotels and travel yeah. and all that stuff. It, it does give an option. That's the future. We had, yeah. we had 20 people live, I think. We had like 30 some, or another 10 or 15 like online. And for yeah. all but one guy who just said, I hate this, I don't want to do he it. He hated Zoom. He just hated yeah. Zoom. But the, everybody else loved it. Yeah, because that you know, number one, they got to see the live presentation, they right. got to see demonstrations and stuff like that. So you know, but it's also manipulating your room, like so. Now that if let's say, well, we have to have more helpers. We had we had someone on Zoom constantly monitoring who is very good at using the skills we teach. Mm -hmm. So she was always online working with people. But we did find we needed with eight people online. It takes a lot more input from the people some from someone in the room too because it's just so i was online the whole time all weekend too every exercise and we do a lot of exercises i'd say i spent 75 80 percent of my extra the exercise time on zoom working in a room with people mm -hmm. I um, think that's you know the, the, you know it's the future mm -hmm. i mean even understanding okay if, if you're doing persuasion for instance or even therapy okay if you're going to use anchoring and therapy, you have to you have to use the frame. Mm -hmm. Okay, is this going to be your bad anchor spot? Is this going to be your good anchor spot? You know, for things that like you yep. don't want to think about, you know, push it out of frame for a second so that you can discuss it. And you know, frame awareness and, mm -hmm. and things like that <clears throat> that a lot of hypnotherapists and people are not thinking about because yeah. they're just jumping on Skype, Skype, and they're trying to do it the same way they did it when they were in their office. Yeah, and it's just. You it's know, not going to work. It's not going to work as well. Mm -mm. I mean, unless you're just like, you know, putting somebody out and, 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 and just trying to reprogram, just do a straight. Especially if you're dependent upon kinet kinesthetic anchors. Yeah. I mean, uh, they just, I mean, I and a lot of people are in the hypnosis world. A lot, a lot of people love kinesthetic anchors. 
And there are so many limitations to them. And that's why we we actually don't use them only because of the limitations. Because if I have different kinds of anchors, I can use them on the phone, I can use them on video, I can use them at any point in time. And it's, and we also, and our anchors are so unique to us, the way we use them, that they feel like a part of us. That's how Mm -hmm. we teach it. And we also team anchor. So if he anchors you, I can go fire it because we do a lot of, we've done te- sales team anchoring, which is always mm-hmm. fun, you know, and I guess that would be different online too, but a lot of people like to use a pen. I don't know. I, I could just go on and on about all the I little nuances. I can forever, forever. <laughs> She's a talker. I am. Thank God I'm just so a little quiet bit. and reserved. Shy. He's shy. Can't you tell? I'm going to ask a question on purpose here for the viewers and listeners at home. Um, and this, this is a, it's not a trick question, but it, it kind wow. of is a trick question. <laughs> Do you, have you previously, I don't mean just previous to today, I mean previous to, you know, in between doing live events, online events, whatever, when there's no audience there, have you rehearsed this quite clearly polished, double act that people will have seen happen over the course of this interview. Um, because, you know, how important is that? Because between you, you're not just interrupting each other. You're doing it I can t- at exactly the right time so that it either heightens a point or so that it causes a brief moment of disorientation and confusion, but in somebody in a more receptive state to take on what follows. We actually haven't. What? We don't. It's just years of doing these things live well, and yeah. then talking. No, it's years, it's years. If you interrupt me one more time, I'm going to rip a body part off. Yes, dear. <laughs> no, oh. It does, you know, you sit there and you wait for the interplay and, you know, it's... You know, you, you look for the states and you, and, and, and you wait. And we've been doing this together for a really long time. Yeah, that helps. Okay. But knowing when to shut up, mm-hmm. okay, is... And having triggers and, well, having communication. We used mm-hmm. to have to have a lot of silent communication. Like... Um, Kicking the... No. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, it, but that was just silent communication. We used to have the wrap it up. You go, you've gone on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, Shut up, Tom. Move this way. You're not in frame, and it would be like, uh, and they would be verbal and mm-hmm. visual cues that nobody else could really pick up on because. And then um, sometimes it's just blatant. It's like, shut up! I have something to say. But um, then it just the, the relationship is what's important. If you have yeah. two people on, mm-hmm. on talking at the same yeah. time, is is that uh, you know knowing what you can get away with, and we get away with a lot. And we can okay. stack on what we each, we can stack on what the other says because we're both, I mean, obviously we both love the subjects and know about them. We do talk about the subjects beforehand. We, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, one of us will have an idea and we're like, oh. Just like today. She said, she said oh, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but that's okay because we intimately know these subjects. I mean, from using them every day, um, using the 3D mind, using the anchoring, using the rapport, using, we used to have anchoring wars on each other. Okay. It was great. It was loads of fun. I won. Bullshit. He's <laughs> 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 It's okay. It's over 18. It's okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, but it was a, but it was fascinating. It's fascinating to read your world and, um, 
it just, I mean, but we're also, we also always are paying attention, right? I mean, we're paying attention to the people around us, the people in front of us, the PR, our families, our friends. So it's, I mean, it just, it really does help with interacting at the right time with each other and with different people. It's mm -hmm. constantly paying attention, evaluating, figuring out what someone's perspective is and where we're trying to go. We're yeah, trying to go in life. It's a very, very weird world. We have a very, yeah, well, it's our reality a little is, bit. Is completely, well, it's not completely different, but it's, it's different than a lot of people's reality. We, we get, you know, it's like we, we were in a store one day and we're just like not in a really good mood and we look, walk out our store and it's like, so that's how normal people get treated. That sucks. <laughs> we just did totally, you know, you know, just they're totally off our game that day for some reason. Yeah. Like when you don't, you know, because these kind of things that we're talking about are not just like in the box skills. This mm -mm. is like a life skill. This becomes part of who you are. Mm. When you're listening and you're getting rapport, you notice good states and, you know, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I've been like anchoring all the way through this video. Mm -hmm. But, would, you know, I mean, every time something good happened up and boom, I, it's right there. I anchored it with a hand. On me. Hand. That's awesome. I was going to mention <laughs> uh, that if people watch this again from the beginning. Uh -huh. Now they know. And, and pay and attention to your physical mm -hmm. movements. Yeah. yeah. Watch it or on a more conscious yeah. level. They'll yeah. start to see certain repetitions. Yeah. Notice things. Yeah, it, it's just, it, it just really, when you, when you reach a level of, of this, how this becomes something you don't really think about, it's yeah. just who you are. I mean, I don't think about, oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, geez, yeah, okay, he's smiling. Maybe I'll do this now. And it's just who you are. Yeah. And you go out in, into the world when we're allowed out into the world again. But, you know, it just becomes a very natural place. People, you get treated better than everybody else. You get deals that nobody else gets. Mm -hmm. You meet people that other people won't talk to. I mean, where were we? What was that? St. James Park in London. I don't remember what park. Some park. Okay. One of those big ass parks. All right. And, and we're walking through it. And there's a guy feeding a squirrel. All right. I mean, feeding it like it's sitting up here and he's yeah, handing like it nuts. Right into the and petting it. Yeah. It was adorable. Right. And I wanted to pet it. I did. Yeah. All the things that she pets, she's not allowed, I'm telling you. So anyway. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Like All right, anyway. Animal molester. So, uh, so she goes up and she asks some guy, like, well, what's, the, what's the deal with that guy? And they're like, he's deaf. He just doesn't talk. He's mute. He doesn't speak uh, to anybody. Yeah. Okay. And they said that, so every day he sat there and every day people would go up and he'd hand them a nut and they'd feed the squirrel and pet it. The, well, the squirrels and pet them. And they said he just never said anything to anybody. They were all there every. They were there every day too. So I go up and I do what I do, and he starts talking to me. <laughs> Most fascinating stories about the L London during World War yeah. II, the underground. Yeah. He wasn't deaf. He wasn't mute. He, he didn't, didn't find anybody worth talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. and, and, I mean, fascinating know, man. Uniquely American. We just say what the fuck we want anyway. So <laughs> we're just going to talk. Mm. It doesn't really matter. You know, we have no decorum. It's like, about that. but she goes up and she's like, she's 45 minutes I sat there waiting to go to lunch. And, and I actually, if I think back, <laughs> I really don't think I said the first word either. I just used state and rapport and probably said it. I'm sure I said an anchor a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And then he started talking to me. And yeah, 45 minutes later, we knew about the bombings, London bombings in World War II. I mean, it was, he was fascinating, man. He's just 
Yeah, probably I mean, not. Yeah, that's, I mean that's the kind of life you get to live. Yeah. Like, we were down in where does uh, is it Cornwall? No, not Cornwall. Devon. No, Devon. Devon. So we're down in Devon, and uh, the guy down there, Tony Harley, has a place. Like it's a bed and breakfast. Yeah, now. beautiful. But, uh, he uh, he was having some something fixed. It's like an old cob barn. It's, I've never seen anything with crooked walls like that that could still stand up. The house it was like yeah. you know, a billion years old. It's in his family for a long time. And uh, slate a tile roof. Yeah, and it had a yeah. slate tile roof. And the guy came over. He's repairing it. So old woman, I start talking to the guy because you know I'm a fixer guy. I like learning how. I've never seen how to fix a slate roof. This guy's talking to us about his entire life mm-hmm. for about half an hour or so. And our buddy Tony walks up to us and he goes, "I've known that guy my entire life, and I learned more about him in the last half hour than I've ever heard in my ever." Mm-hmm. But that's how you get, you know. Now be careful because if you don't want to hear shit about people, you might. But it also stuff that you don't even want to know. But it's also kind of the mindset. (laughs) It it is kind of the mindset, and it is a good mindset for dealing with people and meeting people and socializing. Is that you just don't know who you're talking Mm -hmm. to. I mean, people make a lot of assumptions about who's in front of them, but it doesn't matter. I mean, like the bagger at Publix was um, he delivered babies. He was a doctor, but he was bored in retirement. And talk to him. The guy who would, had this really wild life in Vegas, who worked at the at a Costco. I mean, but you just, I mean, really, it's part of the mindset of you don't know who's in front of you, you don't know what they have to offer, and you don't know what you can learn from them or how they're different from you. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes life fascinating because you learn a lot, meet a lot of people, and hear a lot of things you would have never heard. Yeah. And, yeah, we finally got to talk to you. Yeah, guys. right? All these years I've heard your name, Jonathan. Yeah, usually we're followed <laughs> by that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, Bob, Lightly, Bob. <laughs> Stop it. No, That's you don't. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made him blush. <laughs> no, not really. I'm just kidding. He's kidding. But it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what? It is very, it is very, very obvious, and it will be obvious to viewers and listeners that uh, are like that. You, you live this. It's not yeah. just a job. It, it, you, uh-huh. you, 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 you live it, and I find so many mind therapists, especially, they just. It's like Sigmund Freud said: they're still searching for answers to their own issues. Right. Well, isn't that why most people go into the field? Because they have problems. I mean, and there's a valid reason, you know, but I mean, and it is, it's, we're constantly, we do live it. We're constantly learning as well. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I guess it's a life path for us. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and it's, you know, it's, it's a really, it's for us, you know, the thing is this, you start being able, taking control of your life and deciding what direction you're going to go versus being a victim of circumstance. And You know, right. we don't even have to do this anymore. We, we can retire tomorrow. No problem. Be perfectly comfortable mm-hmm. the rest of our lives. Okay. <clears throat> I would go nuts and she'd probably kill me. But <laughs> other than that, you know, but uh, we really like what we do. We like the people. Mm-hmm. We have, it, even we have a, a members area on a site with like 240 hours of video up there on just a variety of subjects. Uh, it's like 29 bucks a month. It's like we yeah. keep it nice and affordable for people. We've had people who've been in there for 12 years. Yeah. In a members area, you know, paying back then it was 20 bucks a month. They're still paying. And they, you know, they, that's how you build a clientele. That's how you build people. That's, you don't sell people or convince people by selling them one thing. You build that relationship yeah. and they stick with you forever. 
and that is how you 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 get success. And needless to say, people can go and find out more about Oh, you cut out. That. I can't hear a thing. Oh, what? Can you hear me? I couldn't hear you for a second. Now oh, sorry. I can, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was saying needless to say, people can go to essential-skills.com, the link that will be below the video or below the audio podcast speaker if you're on the podcast channel, and uh, find out more about the members area, more about 3D Mind. Next time we're coming to London. Who knows? We are so overdue for coming to London, honestly. I mean, it's been years. It used to be every two years. Then we missed a year. And then and then we had another training in another country and we couldn't make it that year. And then and then the pandemic. We were supposed yeah. to go last year and it just hasn't happened. We missed London. I haven't been there in too long. Well, hopefully all this. Oh, no, I well, love it, actually. Let's be f fair. We do rent a car. Sorry, guys, and drive all over the UK. <laughs> we drove, drove twelve hundred and fifty miles once. We've been to more places in the UK than most people in the UK have been. Yeah. You know, apparently we had to go to sea houses to see the puffins. We did. It was wonderful. I liked it. I enjoyed it, and I talked to everybody on the boat. It was awesome. Yeah, she was. It's always a spectacle. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're afraid of being a spectacle, you need to expand your scope. <laughs> I'm afraid of being with a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> then you're really just, you need to make some changes on that, Tom. <laughs> the time has fast run away with us. We're fast approaching uh, the end. So I'm going to leave you with uh, a final question. You okay. can answer exactly however you want to choose in whatever context you want to, in whatever way you want to. And that quite uh -oh. simply is, other than the obvious, which is people go and check out the website links below the yeah. video or audio. That's where you'll find everything. And also check out the Facebook group where uh, that was mentioned before. I'll make sure the link goes below as well. For the viewers and listeners, uh, the vast majority who are likely involved in some way in the mind therapy industry mm -hmm. what would your top what's the bit of advice that jumps into your mind you'd give them in terms of if they want to basically become more successful in, i can't hear you cut out again what, it was on a word too. you cut out again yeah. on the last sentence Let's try again if they what, if what they, advice would you give them in terms then... of um you know them becoming more successful more suggestible you said successful oh, successful oh, okay <laughs> making them more suggestible <laughs> I'm, I'm <for> that. <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm, you see where my mind goes um the thing that gets me about a lot of people who are in that industry is that they don't they don't think they're actually in business mm. okay they don't think they're in business they think they're providing a godlike service. I don't know what. All right. And they forget they have to persuade. They mm -hmm. forget they have to sell. All right. And most of them suck at it. True. That's why most of them aren't making any money whatsoever. Okay. They're just hanging in by their fingernails. They just throw their hypnosis card all over the parking lots of, I mean, you know, giving forget. people deals, giving people freebies. Yeah. They have an idea that, that since they're doing this great thing, that people will obviously find them, use them, and love them. Mm -hmm. All right. And the bottom line is, no, they won't. Right. You, and it's what we've learned. I mean, we, 
Yeah, we're sitting here in our little studio, okay? We have cameras, computers, you know, sound systems, ridiculously expensive microphones, okay? The ones you can't All see right. on our faces, yes. We yeah. love these mics. All this stuff yeah. that we have to learn yeah. in order to be able to do something like this with like, mm -hmm. you know, a good quality sound and stuff like that, yeah. all right? That is nothing to do with what we actually do for a living, but we had to learn it. The same is true about if you're, if you're going to be a hypnotherapist, if you're going to go out there and do mind stuff, you have to learn marketing. You have to learn mm -hmm. uh, persuasion mm -hmm. you have to, you know, and ethical persuasion. I'm not talking about tricking yeah. people into using you, mm -mm. making like ridiculous claims. Like, right. you know, I can make your body parts grow. And uh, hey, uh, uh, all right. So, but things that, you know, that they have to go out and they are selling. I have the same problem with estate agents. They think they're out there selling houses and stuff like it's that. It's like, I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> I am a tour guide. I'm it's like, you're not a tour guide because a tour guide, you know, allows someone to walk away from the perfect house because it has the wrong wallpaper in the bathroom. That's what mm -hmm. a tour guide does. A salesperson gets them into the house that they want at the price they want because it'll work for them and doesn't let them make a huge mistake, which they'll regret later, which is what a tour guide does. So, yeah. Ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. Let me give you the one mistake, the most, the biggest mistake that most people in mind therapy mm -hmm. uh, makes. They think that their discipline that they have learned is marketable. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's true. And I'm going to say something right now that I was probably going to offend a few people. The world does not give a shit about what you learned. I don't give a shit about Tom. your certificate and all the letters behind your name are utter fucking bullshit they care okay? what you can do for them All right. that is bullshit you know what they want to know what can what result can you mm -hmm. give me you market that result mm -hmm. if you're not doing it right now you will triple your income this year easy easy to mm -hmm. say okay but if you say i'm an nlp practitioner or i'm a nobody knows what that is even I'm most of the time you know i give roadside colonics i don't know all right <laughs> Okay. That, that just got creepy, didn't it? Just, yeah. Okay. This is live for me, guys. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. She. She. So the good news is, when you get offline, you won't have to deal with me anymore. She will. All right. So. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Right. But that is the biggest mistake. They think that all of these weird letters. That, by the way, nobody out there in the real world knows what they mean. Give them credibility. Yeah. Okay. The world does not give a shit about what you think you, you know what? I am totally freaking unqualified to do this. All right. There's no certificate. Well, there isn't a certificate. Well, I mean, okay. You I'm know, but there's no certificate. <laughs> like, okay. Opinions vary, but I'm going to say there's no certificate. Okay. People only says, care what we can do for them, no. what we can teach them that they can use. Mm -hmm. They don't care about our credentials. They don't care about our degrees. They don't care where I went to school. That's all no. they care about. And the thing is, so you're absolutely correct. And you're absolutely correct. I never hear that. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, and I don't feel like I have anything to add. It's going to be anticlimactic, whatever I add, I Jonathan. Know. I that don't is, think I can follow that. Don't give a shit. I mean, there's that, all sorts of little bits of advice, but yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. That, that, yeah. that is spot on and it's pure gold. And it that perfect. I a million percent agree is the biggest problem, the vast majority of... Mm -hmm so-called mind therapist who you see bitching morning or asking questions along the lines of 
how can I get more clients? Which is yeah. what you, yeah. the majority of what you see. <laughs> I mean, we have had so many people and they, and there's like a pure, purest attitude. Um, we had one yeah, person, well, we had myself. one person who was doing um, something and I said, okay, but that doesn't, um, um, but you're now limited to your time and there's a better way of doing it. And no matter what, he just, he was so set on how he was doing it that he went out of business. So nobody got to benefit from him anymore. You know, he was so set on helping people in a certain way and the rigidity. And a lot of people are really rigid. Mm -hmm. And I think most of us are. Being more flexible in this world is the way to all sorts of success and happiness. Yeah, it's not the worst of being a highly educated poor person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, maybe that's arrogant, uh, but I mean, you know, you know, it's just like, but you, you don't want to get your ego out of the way. Yeah. And, you know, well, they all, and, and yeah. learn. Just, I'm talking about slightly, you know, I'm not, you know, learn how to get people. Because if you're doing a good job, you're doing mm -hmm. a good thing. Then you should have more job, clients. Then you should have clients and you deserve to have those clients. And you know something? The people who, who learn how to sell will mm -hmm. get clients at the expense of the people who don't. And you're also not doing anybody f any favors by doing it so cheap that you have to have another job. Because then your time is spent not helping people, but working a job to barely make mm -hmm. it by. I mean, it's just sad to watch in many ways yeah i mean and, and, you know, and what's really upsets me i'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like i mean, maybe going a little longer but you know what really upsets me is most of these people are really really good people mm -hmm. who from their heart yeah. really want to do a good thing okay mm -hmm. they, they, and, it's true and, and what gets in their way is that you hear i don't want to be manipulative yeah you don't have to get manipulative you have to open that door right. so that they step through it that's you know persuasion is that. a nudge down a path they have two choices mm -hmm. they can go on a path that's not useful for them or they go on a path where they can grow learn and that's all that persuasion is mm -hmm. we look at it as a nudge you're not forcing anybody to do anything they're at the point of making a choice and you're helping them make one that's better for them mm -hmm. and that's why i love coaching every week i get the validation that what i'm doing is changing someone's life and I love coaching. I mean, it, it for me, it gives me the feedback. Mm -hmm. And it also helps me with ideas. Mm -hmm. So, and helps us grow our, grow I mean, our that's, processes. That's just it. Get, get your head out of your ass yeah. and start marketing yourself. And not just, I'm not talking about, you know, sending mailers or stuff. I'm talking about interpersonal. When you get a phone call, yep. know what to say, know what to do. What's your pitch? Okay. Oh, wow, I have a pitch. I have, yeah, you have to have a pitch. All right. You have to, so what's the benefit of using you? Okay. What do you deliver to them? Mm -hmm. okay and what's that end result going to be if you have that simple structure and triple your business without the jargon and people do that yeah, too no you think we don't but the parts of the brain there were no names of parts of the brain mm. he mentioned acetylcholine but backed off Normally of it really fast brain juice brain right? juice right i mean like, it is hard brain juice. yeah worry about that part of communication but yeah interesting so there you go that's the number one thing Excellent, thank you. And and the, and, and we also I'm, don't have an off button, so sorry. It, it's fine. Don't worry, people. If they, and you should, if you want to learn more about ethical persuasion, then again, visit the links below this video or podcast. Thank you very much indeed to both of you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Kim, and you too, Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you Great everyone for tuning you, in. You oh, no, hopefully we'll be able to meet maybe in London at some point I when all this know. nonsense is over. Absolutely. 
Oh yeah, I would love it. We would love that. You know, hang in a pub if they open the pubs. On that pub. They can't open the pubs yet. It's almost there. They're getting there. They're getting there. Yeah. London's been, they've been struggling. Well, it's happening though. It's getting better. Sitting on a corner drunk. It's be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be outdoors, so it'll be allowed. <laughs> the pubs in the past 12 months in England have either been, if we allow for the time they've been closed or they've been open, but you could only order out, um, alcohol if you were having a meal because they stop you going okay. in just to get a drink. That right. has been a good nine and a half to almost 10 months of the past year, wow. collectively. Not good. I said, and plus, and plus, for you guys, I mean, for here, people go to a bar to get, you know, whatever. But there, it's like such a part of the social culture. I love yeah. it there. You yeah. go, uh, you know, That's what so. I love about public. It's just yeah. socializing, you know. And also, like that when we were in England and we go out to pubs after the seminar with a bunch of people, nobody asks us questions. Yeah. We just want to sit around and drink. Well, because it's part of the culture. You don't ask someone about work when they've just you've just left work, and mm. so we get to socialize freely and enjoy and get to know our clients and watch them too. I mean, I have to say, it is good. You know, you get to see how people interact in the real world. And after about three pints, they're, they're exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> without having to worry about giving a lecture for three more hours I'm at night. Them remember what you did. <laughs> excellent well once again thank you so much everyone thank you also for tuning in and watching please share this on your social media channels if you've got that if you see the link to the social media channels you like it boys and girls and then keep looking back at hypnosisweek.com uh, because as it is locked down we will be releasing more than just one episode a week uh, it helps keep me sane while locked up at home <laughs> uh, with that in mind Thank you so much and uh, bye for now. Bye. bye.